0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 58 of the Ninja Starship. I am your host, Jimmy McKnight, and this is the moment you've all been waiting for. The VR Troopers panel, recorded live at Power Morphicon 2016 in Pasadena, California. I was front row. I recorded this myself just for you guys. I wanted to share this awesomeness with you guys because I feel that... VR Troopers really doesn't get the recognition that it deserves. Like, yes, it was the sister show to Power Rangers, which we talk about all the time on this show. Yes, it wasn't necessarily the greatest of shows, but what it did have, if you are a fan of that genre of of television, is all kinds of costumes. There was still some hearts. I mean, all the Japanese footage was fantastic mixed in. It wasn't bad. I mean, I just literally went and watched a couple episodes, and it's really not bad. Bad man. Like I've gotten into almost the whole first season, and yeah, it's it, there's some shit where you're just like, oh my god, come on, really. But you know, come on, man. I mean, what do you want? It, it's it's it is what it is. It's a good show. The good there's good people in it. Uh, you're gonna find out in this panel exactly why Jeb the Dog sounded like Jack Nicholson. Uh, you have Michael Hollander, Brian Steele, ryan Steele, <laughs> brad hawkins who played ryan Steele, uh you've got some of the writers that were on the show kerrigan mahan himself who also voiced goldar in power rangers is on this panel who voiced jeb the dog like i said we're gonna find out why it sounded like jack nicholson you're gonna find the ins and outs and the writing and the in the uh, back and forth between vr troopers and power rangers and uh how uh brad hawkins ended up almost being the white ranger but ended up voicing the gold ranger if you guys didn't know that he voiced the gold ranger while trey of triforia was the gold ranger not when asj got it but every time the gold ranger was in view and talked it was ryan Steele. there i go again brad hawkins it was brad hawkins who did the voice if you guys can't tell i am extremely tired i just started a new job I just I just worked 12 hours and I came home and now I'm I figured I'm going to start podcasting and you know what? Now we're here and you're hearing my sorrows about my job, which isn't great. It's a great job. I can't complain. I'm doing what I do. I'm welding. I'm building Boeing 757s and, you know, it's taking up most of my time. I got to do what I got to do. I got to buy a house. I got to do all kinds of shit. So I, uh, I'm not going to be doing many con appearances from this moment forward to at least the beginning of the year. You might catch me. You're definitely going to catch me at Monroe Comic Con. Uh, Saturday, October 1st. You guys are definitely going to want to check that out because I'm going to be there with Podcast Detroit. I'm also going to be there with Activate Gaming. You guys are going to want to come to our gigantic mega booth that we have there. I mean, we have live gaming provided by Activate Gaming. We're going to have the Podcast Detroit crew there, so we're going to be live broadcasting. I will be there as well. I'm also doing a podcasting panel that day. You guys are not going to want to miss that if you're in the Monroe, Michigan area and you want to know how to start your own podcast, Please come check it out. I'm going to be there with IT and the D They who has an absolutely monstrous podcast. You guys are definitely going to want to hear what we have to say. Uh, also, I'm going to be hosting some pa- or moderate. Sorry, moderating some panels. I'm hosting the I'm hosting the podcasting panel. I'll actually be moderating. One, maybe two other panels, but nothing is confirmed as of yet on what panels, just that I will be doing some. So, that just wait for those announcements, you'll hear them as they come. Anyway, enough of me blabbering, that's what's going on, that's what's happening. This is now, here's the VR Troopers panel from Power Morphicon 2016. Hope you enjoy. Leave us some iTunes reviews, send us some love ninjastarpod at gmail.com check out the website ninjastarpod.com show some love to our sponsors and without further ado jimmy shut your mouth here's the vr troopers panel yeah.
1: my name is aaron Croner. i was percy on the earth yeah. 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 my
2: name is michael Sorich. i was buddy stalker the editor of the underground My, this. That's my,
3: <laughs> my name is T.J. Storm. I play Doom Master. Yeah!
4: Troopers, also on Power Rangers, uh, MNPR, Power Rangers Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers Space, Power Rangers Lightspeed, uh, Speed Rescue, and uh, also. We get it. Yeah, works mostly mostly VR Troopers. Yeah. Is
5: this on? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can you hear me in the back? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Michael Hollander, aka Mike Bacon. It's 1989. My name is Brad Hawkins, and I'm not Doom Master. (laughs) I might Ryan Steele, what's up, guys?
6: Archie versus Gag Reel
5: level.
2: <laughs>
6: alright, so right off the bat, I just want to hear from everybody right off the top just one of your favorite memories from working on the show. So we'll start since we went started here, we'll start with Brad and we'll go down.
5: Okay, alright
6: got that? You got Technology just Go, kicking around? You're on. Yeah, yeah. You're mine. not you do it backwards so you
5: can see it direction? Like I have to coach him through this whole experience, man. This like... This is your second time. I'm supposed to be yeah. like the computer actor on the show. <laughs> uh, Alright, so... Uh, all the, the Best experience. Uh, is that basically the question? Yeah, yeah. Favorite it's, experience. Fun, fun memories. Um... Honestly, it was... When we were cast, we were we were seven I was seventeen years old, and I just got out of high school. And uh, it was my first show. It was my first experience of being on set. Um god, we were terrible. We were just, we just it was our first acting job ever, so you see us like learn on set in real time and uh I wanna believe we got better, you know, as we as we went on. Really and, uh, second my second season we figured it out, we had it in a mark. And, uh, but no, it was fun. That became like our family because we were in at five, five thirty in the morning. We worked till you know six, seven at night, and do that five times a week. And uh, it was our family from the cast, the uh, the crew, uh, everybody that was on board. It was like our it was our extended family, and we were just really connected, and we had a lot of fun together. And we just happened to turn out a show that was just you know it was just awesome. So um, that was that was the coolest part. We, didn't, we had so much fun on set we forgot what kind of show was actually going out into the world and uh, how people were seeing it, so we went out and had normal lives and could see people come up to you and go, oh man, what yeah. a show, it was cool. cool, it was really cool.
7: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for me, I'll echo what he said, but also, uh, you know, I, I I was a martial artist first before I got into acting, so, it, <laughs> God, my shot, this is what he was doing on the <laughs> So I'll start with that, let me back up. My favorite part was this guy, and these guys here, just cracking me up, and my would not stop, they would yell, cut, and he was still in character, making my making, making, laugh. Oh my god. I think I was laughing more than I had lines. It was just, it was the best time. And then the coolest thing, as I was starting to say, was that I, I was a martial artist first, and I got paid to do martial arts, and, and have thousands of bands recognized the work that I put into it. And that was just the most amazing thing. And then 20 years later, people coming up to me later say, saying that they remember all those moves and remember the show and how much you meant to uh, them. I have to tell you guys, this is, this is the most memorable experience of the whole. Woo!
4: I started that show uh, in 94, uh, and I had to bring my second script for Ellen Lady and she called me at 7 in the morning and said that she liked my script so much that I could have my choice of any other show And She said, what would you like? We've got some Power Rangers, another Power Rangers script, or we've got this new show called VR Troopers, which which would you like to do? And I, I said, well, you know, I'd already done two Power Rangers episodes by that time, uh, and I said, let me try the VR Troopers. Um, and so I, I walked into uh, Robert Hughes, who was the producer of the show, uh, and uh, he said, Give me three ideas. Automobile? Pizza
7: flying out of the box? Is that you? No, Pizza flying out of the box is not me. I
4: didn't have three ideas on uh, So, I, But I went away for about 15 minutes, came back, and I gave him uh Three things that i thought of and that became error in the system uh, which was uh one of the first ones out on uh, vhs uh and uh, we went from there i did about uh, two more after that how those vhs qualities
5: we're not high i promise you
4: truthfully vr troopers was one of the best shows i've worked on uh, in, in, terms of, in terms of the cast and the crew, and, uh, 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 we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I have a lot of respect and, and uh, love for these guys. Awesome. Uh, and it was always fun writing these scripts for them. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> what It's your favorite, favorite moment. Favorite <laughs> really? we the big moment? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in, in that, it could be uh, any number of uh, uh, things for that that show. Um, the uh, uh, there was there was a couple of uh, basically Bob. He let me get away with almost anything I wanted <laughs> on the show because because uh, I, I would to come up with uh, uh, I invented things between the virtual world uh, and the uh, in, in reality. I let. The, I, whenever um, um, uh, there's there's some characters that I named after friends of mine, there's a few things like that. Maybe you get get that. Um, what was Lord said? There was there was one Grimlord thing that he would say. Um, he he would say that. <laughs> but uh, but the reality is mine, If you ever heard him say that, that that's pretty much me. That's, that's me. I put that in whenever I can. Yeah, stick a light Ladies
2: and gentlemen, a, a moment please. We're going to hear uh, some more. Ah, uh, 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 right now. Jeff the dog has that? his name is...
1: How do I get stuck between these two again?
8: God love you all. Virtual reality's a guess. <laughs>
9: I just remember it being a great time, kind of with the whole Saban brand, just all the different shows we were working on, and how busy the sound stages were. And upstairs we had the post-production offices and the ADR stages, and below we had the sets. So we often would um, sort of sit around both. We're both voice directing, it, so we wait for cast to be ready to come up in between shoots and between setups and uh, pick up their dialogue. And many actors don't look forward to doing their own ADR, but we did our best to make it a really fun experience and process and find your inner demon voices and all those wonderful things and uh, teach people how to sound like monsters and destroy their voices. And uh, <laughs> before
10: Moshe. <laughs> But um, you know, a lot of it was
9: truly working with the cast and when you guys were just so fresh and new and learning what was going on with uh, post-production and being recognized for the training that you had and, and putting it all together. It was just a, a really fun and satisfying component to be part of the puzzle all coming together. So there's a lot of magic that goes on in post-production and it's really fun to be a part of that. But really it was being able to work with the cast and all
3: these shows rotating through uh, the studios that we were working at, it was just great energy and really, really fun. I have two small memories that I remember being my favorite. One was my first day shooting, we were out in the desert wearing the black armor, the Doom Master armor, and I have six beautiful women, three on each side of me, uh, marching and basically doing whatever my character says, and we march forward and then go, action! I march forward and pull out my sword and I go, I'm Doom Master and these are my vixens! Cut! And I turn around like, oh yeah.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and the other thing that I remember, is we, we had a, a, an actor named Richard Grabado, oh, do you guys yeah. remember that? Oh. amazing actor and the character, and he's an amazing karate master. And uh, in our off time, we would all get to work out with him, and he would teach us cool stuff. And he was an amazing man. He passed away a while ago, but he's an absolutely uh, amazing master of martial arts. It was cool to, to hang out with somebody with that kind of spirit, and share that camaraderie with all these guys as well. I think for me, it was just everyday, figuring
2: out how I was gonna get that kick me sign on the back of again Because all, all I looked for was to bedevil the man. This is before there was ISIS, ladies and gentlemen. And I was terrorizing him as much as I could. Whatever I could do to make his life hell, I would do. Stealing the cream cheese off his bagel. Whatever it was, I could do. Making him do 12 takes of a screen that he didn't really want to do in ADR. But the best was the water torture. We were doing an episode, yes, we are doing an episode, he had, this, he had this five gallon water tank. And the gag was, he was supposed to fall over.
1: No, but, but is this your go-to thing? You said this four years ago? No, but it's still the greatest.
2: greatest. Sip down. did he do for them. This is before waterboarding. He, he, he had this thing and it was supposed to get knocked over, and then the water was supposed to pour on him. Yeah. And I think, I know. I know, yes, I'm, I know, well. That's the it was a big spark. It, it, yes, it was 20 pounds. And I paid Bob Hughes, our director, an extra yeah. 20 bucks to make him do it three more times. <laughs> yes, I did. You never knew that, did you? Yes. And you were choking. You're, oh, It was heaven on earth. <laughs>
10: uh,
2: another great memory was working, we had a wonderful cameraman named Jim Mathers. Yeah. And he just was a wonderful director of photography. I love working with him. I love talent. I also love that we created this uh, wonderful. Gag at the end. We took a lot of footage. We came in see... there on a Saturday and, and we uh, drank some beers. Some. Some beers. <laughs> and, and, and Caitlin Brown actually came in, she said one
1: line. Her name's Sarah Brown. No, it's Caitlin. <laughs> She'll always be Caitlin and me. <laughs> 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 I didn't finish your out. story. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. All right, that was a great story. <laughs> No, seriously, and, and this is going to totally make Michael feel like shit. I hope there's no kids in the room. Um, my favorite uh, memories were working with him. Um, yeah, uh, I got to I got to come in and do a lot of comedic stuff, and when Percy started off, I was just pretty much the punchline in the beginning and punchline in the end, but as the show moved on, uh, Michael and I got to, to workshop a few things into the script, and it was almost like we were like Laurel and Marty or... Or like, more like,
10: oh
1: my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working through some issues every <laughs> 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 and was, Hello! Uh, yeah, but when we got into so like season two, we got to, we got to improvise and, and work out some stuff on, on, on camera. A lot of it didn't make it on camera, but um, I mean, you know, when this started, when this came through, this this was scheduled, I reached out to him, I emailed him, and I said, you gotta be there,
8: and uh, glad you're here. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, these guys are great. I feel a little odd in that because I'm the only one that was off camera, I think, uh, on this show. But, well, Wendy, certainly, but I, I you know, this was um, this was a tricky thing because I, I lent Jack Nicholson's voice to him and there was a lot of controversy uh, initially with, uh, with the producers and, and, you know, can we get away with this? And, you know, I said, look, the rule is if you don't say you're Jack Nicholson, we're we're good, I, as far as I know." And so, so they, you know, they went with it, and it was so much fun doing this dog. I mean, I felt a little bad for the dog, dogs. There were two of them, right? And, you know, with the peanut. But I guess you guys know, you know, peanut butter made it talk. So yeah. probably can't do that today. But uh, anyway, uh, we got to do a lot of rewriting. I guess, you know, if there was a favorite moment, it was when uh, they said, you know, we're going to do a, a national commercial spot. And I'm like, wow, we are? Yeah, no, we're going to pay you the same as what we pay you for the show. And said, no, <laughs> no you're not. No, then we're not doing a national spot. and. Uh, and, and we did do a national spot with, with with my agents involved, and it was like, wow, man, that really made this show really good. So that was my favorite. Hey! My favorite time was that national spot. Virtual realities, like, again. That was it. that <laughs> paid like that. Mm. that was a Good commercial. Sure. That was my favorite moment on the show.
0: For <laughs> sure. <He's a> <laughs> That's where I <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I was just curious what you guys have all been doing, kind of since
6: VR Troopers. I know some of you guys—I've seen some of you guys in movies and other stuff like that. I'm curious what everyone's been doing in the time since the show. Good
7: question.
6: So we'll take it down. We'll start from Kerrigan. Start from Kerrigan, and then come back down.
8: Well, that's a long time. I mean, my God, I would—you know—I mean, my gosh. Uh, Lots and lots of jobs between then and now. And and then, you know, I got out of what I call Helltown, which is Hollywood, and I moved up to the Central Coast, and I've got a couple of screenplays that are in development, which I'm very excited about. One is so, so close, but what are you gonna do? I did a, a fun movie a few years ago, played an evangelist in a little film with Alicia Silverstone called um, Angels and Stardust. And it's, it's been on Netflix and stuff. And it's not a bad little film. It's it's a sweet film. And my character's pretty funny. I, I still laugh at it. But what was interesting, I know you're asked, what do we do? So, you know, I'm just working and doing my thing. But I hadn't had a nervous bone in my body for years because it was all voiceover and they're just the nerves. There were no nerves anymore, and I hadn't done on camera in ten years, and I'm telling you, it was terrifying. I was playing a, 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 a ten pole, uh, rather not a ten pole, but you know the old tiny evangelist for like two solid minutes of dialogue before the extras, which sit out there. With their arms folded, about thirty of them, like, well, like no, no, they're better. they're smiling, they're laughing, you know, they're they're paying attention. These guys, you know, and I've been down this road, you know, it wasn't my first rodeo, but I was like, oh god, it's the same. And they're all sitting out there like this. And yeah. I got all this dialogue, and I'm in a hot white wool suit, and it's 100 degrees at the Disney Ranch. Holy moly, it was a terrible feeling. I swear to God, I was like, I don't want to do this. I want out. I want out right now. I mean I'm climbing the hill in the wardrobe woman's going, oh I've been
10: looking
0: so forward to this. I'm so excited. I'm like, just
8: because I can't, you know, my words are all floating around in my head and I'm like, this is awful. And I and I totally blew the first two takes. It was horrifying. And I turned upstage stage and had a little come to Jesus moment with myself and and um, got, got my act together and then it was like bliss when I got through it. It was like, oh, let's do another one. Let's do another one. And then it was all over. Anyway, yeah, you know, I'm doing, I'm still doing voiceover work, uh, some stuff out of the house. And I go down and do uh, Linda LaVontague, the casting director on Family Guy, is nice enough to call me on... You know, semi-regular basis, and I go down and do a, a guest spot on Family Guy, and uh, you know, just uh, just living it and loving life. So
1: that's it. Hey. Oh. Uh, so in the '90s, I did my best to uh, play as many nerds on TV as possible. <laughs> um, after VR Troopers, I was on Saved by the Bell: The new Class, and uh, did I did some TV, but it, it, in the 2000s, it sort of segued into commercials. And I've done about 25 commercials. I uh, got to a point where I was Charlie Theron's boyfriend in a Japanese commercial for Honda Life. Yes, the nerd, boyfriend, that's correct. Uh, uh, I did not get naked she get naked, He asked if I got naked. Let's not, not, that's all I that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, okay, so yeah, so I did a lot of commercials, and then, uh, Sort of just stopped acting, and now I'm one of the senior editors at an entertainment website called Zap Do It. And uh, I, I, I do a TV podcast called Punch Strong TV with the guy shaking his head right there in the third row. That is Jack Conway, and he's my co host. we drink alcohol and argue about television for two hours in his apartment at midnight. Um, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. I suppose you won't get it
2: He's okay, so nine nine appearances on television as Fidel Castro, yes, including including yeah. including Seinfeld, guest star on Married with Children, the Ellen Gonzalez story, uh, and he just turned 90. So you can cheer for him now. He's worth 900 million dollars, and I'm not uh, okay. Uh, and I did some directing. I, I kept directing. I'm actually in the process of directing an FTP game called El Sword right now. Uh, still doing the voiceover stuff with this scratchy old voice. Oh, it's unbelievable. And I'm actually doing a play, so I'm going to collect that. It's out in the Palisades, at Theatre Palisades. I'll be doing Oscar Madison and the Odd Couple in the next month. Come out and see it. Uh, it's on uh, Gold Starting tickets for $10. It'll be a great live show. And no, we don't serve popcorn, but otherwise, it's. <laughs> oh,
10: man. There you go. <laughs>
3: Fortunate, i to working on all kinds of fun stuff. The stuff that might be interesting to you guys here. Uh, I do a lot of voice stuff. I do a lot of on-screen stuff. The newest on-screen thing is uh, uh, the next series of the Kickboxer movies. So the Kickboxer is coming back with Van Damme, and Dave Bautista is the main bad guy in that. So yeah. Um, um, I also played Godzilla in the last Godzilla movie. I do motion capture, so uh, yeah. I'm Deadpool, I'm Colossus, so I play the Colossus. <laughs> so if you stuff, there's more Marvel stuff coming as well. I can't talk about it yet, but you guys, your heads gonna exploding. It's <laughs> awesome. And uh, there's more monsters coming, and I can't talk about that. But there's fun stuff coming, and uh, I just love to be part of this culture because I grew up watching this stuff and watching Power Rangers and me and a VR Trooper character and the, all of these. This is just my genre, and I love it. I want to say something really quickly about TJ. Um, while we
1: were shooting, he invited a bunch of people over to his house and he's a kick-ass dungeon master. I don't know. He was playing of Dungeons and Dragons at his place in the mid-90s. and No man, it's not something to be embarrassed about at all. Look, Vin Diesel is a DM, you know, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> what addition?
3: <laughs> 3 Hey!
1: hey.
9: is such an extra charity talk for us, to have any interaction with the fans. So thank you so much for
4: all your support. Well, after VR Troopers, I continued uh, writing for uh, Power Rangers. I actually changed my name for a while, so it was under the name of John Fletcher, uh, doing uh, Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers, Turtles, Power Rangers uh, Lightspeed Rescue, Power Rangers Space. Uh, and then I took money back uh, when I did a few episodes of uh, Powering for Dino Charge uh, in the last part of uh, 2014. I, I went to New Zealand for a few weeks. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I've, written, uh, I've got a, a novel actually uh, that's going to come out at some point. It was a movie novelization of a romantic comedy that a uh, producer I know. Wrote uh, and that movie will come out sometime either later this year or early in 2017. And then uh, uh, I'm working on a, a crime uh, drama uh, film uh, that uh, we should hopefully shoot sometime later this uh, later this year. So that's that's what's going on. I keep looking.
7: I think it was cleared out for some of you, but for those who don't know, I was Michael Bacon on the show, and then I changed it after the show to Michael Hollander. And you were sort of
2: suited by Cormel, is that correct? <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave up pork, so I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Hollander is my grandmother's name, and I'm really close there. So anyway, I uh, got into um, uh, animation for 3D animation and then I did a Pixar internship and, and worked on movies like Open Season 3, Percy, ja- uh, Percy Jackson 2, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hotel Transylvania, Alvin and the Chipmunks 3, um, what else do? Oh, a little bit on Life of Pi, you know, I don't have film credit for that, but I did some of the Bearcat scene on that in that movie. What um, are some of the
3: video games you've
7: done? Oh, now I'm working for Telltale Games, a video game company. Yeah. Wow. With Walking Dead 2, the Walking Dead second season. Uh, uh, The Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, Game of
3: Thrones, did I say Walking Dead Walking Dead, Game of Thrones and what else? Oh, and now we're gonna Batman. And stay tuned, we have a Marvel
5: game. The it rhyme with (laughs) schmidtbull? When you did that Pixar internship, we were talking on the phone, how many people were up for that same internship? I thought it was pretty impressive. Oh, jeez. yeah.
7: Um, So, they told me 3,000 people uh, applied for that position. And only six got it.
5: Seen it on Netflix. Uh, no, uh, so I, I, I don't know. I went on to do. I had a record deal in Nashville for a couple of years. Country record deal. So I was out on the road for about three years with uh, Toby Keith, Dixie uh, Chicks, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. You know, and uh, playing country music. I know that's kind of a spin. Like where did the country come from? But I was from Dallas, Texas, and I always grew up in uh, live music. My dad was in a country band, so I kind of grew up doing country music before acting was even in the picture. So. Got a chance to do that on a professional level and tour around the nation. I lived on a tour bus for three years, and that was fun. Um, and after that, I went back to LA and got back into some more acting. Did, uh, did some more TV. I've done, uh, I think, to date after VR Troopers, probably about 30, 35 different TV shows. So um, TV's a big part of my life. Um, got into some film, did a movie called Boyhood uh, two years back. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. And real quick, I, I went to the movie theater, saw that, and I was like, I live back in Dallas, Texas, I, uh, yeah. I basically build, right? I'm Louis Brady over there, my homie. Um, and uh, I, I build, conceptualize, and uh, uh, operate uh, bars and restaurants that uh, that I own back in Texas, so that's my day job, you don't quit your day job when you're doing this thing. So. Um, but now I've done some voices, uh, Funimation, uh, a bunch of uh, TV shows, because Funimation, their headquarters is in, in yeah, yeah, over there in, uh, in, uh, in the other side of town, so over there so their big uh, warehouse is still there, we we'll do a bunch of shows with those guys, and Okatron, did a couple of uh, shows with them, did motion capture for the new Doom uh, video game, so that was fun. Motion capture's no joke, you know? See, and I, I love how he can say, you know, I was Godzilla, and I was I was Colossus, I could easily say I was all of the Ninja Turtles, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, he was really, he was really a good deal, <laughs> it's really awesome, and motion capture's no joke. I mean, I was sore. They like squat lower, squat lower, stay freeze, up a little higher, backwards just a little squat lower. Told it for about three minutes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: but yeah. But yeah, trying to stay busy, uh, like they all said, it's uh you never know what's next on this uh crazy roller coaster. Uh thank you to you guys. I mean, out of my whole career, 20 plus years, uh, this is where I started, and it was the most fun with you guys. And uh, I'll never forget that, because no matter what I've done after that, it's all it all started with VR Troopers, and I, I just couldn't do it without you guys.
6: So this question is for anybody on the panel who wants to answer. Let's hear some memories of Sarah Brown. <laughs> she was my
1: first on-screen
6: kiss.
10: Hey! And my last.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Alright!
9: All right, thank you everyone. Thank you. Sarah really loved uh, 70s music. So she really loved Neil Young and, and that era, and so we would always just train musical faves, and she seemed like an old soul in a very young person's, you know, life. And um, she was just just really easy to be around and sweet and, and super grounded and it was, it was really
8: fun working with her. Yeah.
7: My, my, my favorite thing about Zara is, how do I say this, she took her acting so seriously that any time that me and Brad could make her laugh, that just made our day. That was, that was, that was like, it was like the puzzle, the challenge to get her to smile and laugh and like loosen up and just have fun. That, that was my best memory, getting her to smile. She had such a great smile and she was fun to be with when she loosened up, but yeah, she took her uh, her craft seriously and as you can see, it paid off, so
5: yeah, boy, know. Sarah was great. And the, stunt, the stunt guys were fantastic too. Um, too bad none of those guys could be here but uh, You know, they, they really made us look fantastic. You know, I mean, I have to give all the credit to, to those guys for making us look great, because we couldn't have without them, we really
6: not Hey! Yeah. So, do we have any questions from the audience? Yes, sir, right here. My favorite
5: scene in Saban is the popcorn scene in Lost Memories. Um, when Jeff had to create it, the, did you guys feel it was too out there or was it just uh, over the top, too much, or just normal day at the office? <laughs> can, can you shorten that question? Because <laughs> they missed a couple of words uh, in there. Did you come up with the idea for Jeff for the popcorn scene? Well, I don't remember the popcorn Lost uh, says, uh, when, when Ryan's about to get the turbo cycle, Jeb is in the lab making popcorn. And it got a oh. Yeah. Oh. you know, sure. you know what? Hey, were we in the scene? Uh, if Ryan we... was. He was just about to get the turbo cycle. <laughs> 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 you, know, you never knew what was going to happen with Jeb, and uh, truthfully, that's what kind right, said right. was the most fun. You know, is to see what he was going to do. Hence, popcorn. Next thing you know, it's out control in the lab. You know, we, we never knew what was going to happen then. Like, always a fun time. And it was never just
7: peanut butter to try to get, we experimented with foods, so we tried, like, rawhide,
2: peanut That's butter. In the door. What? Uh, peanut butter? <laughs> 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 right, Where Everybody run. We uh, were a hat of foods we tried, but we, we Like that dog wore a cowboy oh, hat. A... No.
6: So what other questions we got? Yeah, you with the glasses right there. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, Speak so, up. Uh, so so uh, Brad, I know you mentioned uh, you know the stunt
7: guys. Uh, yeah. You know one of the trivias I know about the show, uh, if I recall correctly, is this was actually uh, Koichi Sakamoto's and his stunt team's you know
2: first uh, you know um, credits with you know the stunt team. I know I forget exactly which parts of the I know he's about the guys. Have a chance to work with him, and uh, you know,
5: what were some of your memories, or just you know, memories of the stunt team in general? Yeah. most of this, most of our stunt team, um, the, I mean, the greats like uh, Billy Wong, and uh, you know, the guys that we worked with that were day in day out in school, um, and uh, those are the guys that we worked directly with. We didn't get to work with the Japanese team until the Battle Grid came into effect, and that's when we really got some hands-on experience with those guys. But working right next to Power Rangers on set. We could always go over there and I mean they were always willing to, to work with us, train with us, show us. I mean because you know they had big flashy moves and stuff that we were just like, wow, show me that. You know, so it was <laughs> really cool to walk over to the other set and be able to just steal any kind of knowledge that they were willing to give to us. And uh, and uh, take it back on the set and like, I remember right, what we just saw over there. Okay, we yeah. had a They had a really
7: interesting style of movement in the martial arts. It's funny that we all did martial arts, but they were noticeably different in this style of movement. And that's that's what I noticed, like they, they just get their poses sharper and cleaner, and they just were really
3: cool. They just had, yeah, just a very stylized movement. movement. Uh, that's what we picked up from it. Just to add on to that, this is something you, you never get to see on screen, but when those stuntmen put on the helmets and put on the suits, they're not padded perfectly the first couple of times you go out there. And they can't see perfectly either, they, they can see through little slots half the time. So they were doing a lot of stunts and a lot of fighting, swinging their weapons and swinging their feet and their fists. Hardly blind, they couldn't see. So And we were often outside, so a lot of the time they were doing it in 100 degrees on the outside, in near Magic Mountain, where it's really really hot in Valencia. And then on the inside, they're heating up. So they take it off and they have black makeup around here, and pouring down their face, and they have like cuts and bruises because the helmet's bouncing off their head and when they spin really fast, the helmet doesn't move, so they would (laughs) look like they could get over there and the helmet would catch up and they would rub across their face and they'd have like little cuts and nits, so they really put their, their blood, sweat, tears literally into the craft and they made it look absolutely amazing.
6: one, which one, yeah. That dude right there.
5: Question for the two lead guys. Can you stand? I can't begin. Yeah, the Question for the two, I, I, My legs don't work well. I can't. Question for the, How did the suits fit you?
0: And I heard that you guys really didn't do your own martial arts. Like, wow.
7: Up here, right now! Get up here! <laughs> Get up here, Get up here. <laughs> Get up here. <laughs> Billy! Everybody, Billy Wong! Billy. Billy Wong. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the guy, Billy Wong, my buddy, he was the guy in my suit. This, this was the guy. Guys remember in the first episode we had like a tournament fight he was the guy that had the patch on his eye and we so he was out of the suit actually fighting he had these
3: cool long hair. I mean but the casting <laughs> is <Yeah>.
2: uncanny,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean like American. Right. Right? There, there was no paint down or anything. They just covered me in black. <laughs> no, no, no. I got no
2: question
1: <laughs> <out, sit laughs> <out. laughs>
6: <laughs> All right. So, who else has got questions? Yes, you sir, right there. So if I can ask two Make them me. quick.
5: All right, Brad. Uh, how did it feel to not be the star of as the White Ranger on Power right Ranger? I'll never know. I, I don't know. I mean, I got. I my audition was for. He, uh, whenever I was auditioning with Katie Gowallon, uh was for the new uh, White Ranger, so that was that was what I got cast as. I, I was excited. I called my family back home. I guess use a microphone. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I know I called my family back home, told them I was going to be on the Power Rangers, and they're like, I that's, that's great because they didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, and uh, there was a, a show called Cybertron with uh, Jason David Frank they shot the pilot for, and the whole plan was for him to go over and do Cybertron and, uh, and basically not be the Green Ranger. He was going to go do his own show. And in the last minute, Saban did an about face, and they kept him as the White Ranger and gave me VR Troopers as Ryan Steele. So, yeah, so that's how. Fate, you know, intervene. I'll never know, but it seemed like it worked out pretty good for him. So I guess it's been, you know, a pretty fun ride. So what's like well, your intensity?
3: Right? And, and the next one's for the king. I gotta get
5: it. The king, How did it feel to, you
4: know, be the king? I'll tell you how it happened. Uh, one of my friends called in and he said, "Hey, could you come down here
3: and?" and I already told him I couldn't work on that particular project, not that I knew what it was, because, again, it was a top secret project, and I don't tell you what it is, until you did get there half the time. So, he said, can you come down here, I just wanted to talk to you about some, some beast movement, uh, and I give you some names for people before to look at, and I was like, oh, maybe he wants me to coach them a little bit, okay, fine. So I showed up at the set, and there's three of us standing in a big empty warehouse, and he just turns to us, and he goes, you're Mudo number one, you're Mudo number two, and you're Godzilla. I'm like, That, that, the first movie I ever saw, my dad took me to see a movie called Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. That was the oh, first movie I right. ever saw. And I remember at the end of it, Godzilla ate the Smog Monster's eyeballs. And I was like, when I was a little kid, I'm like, why is this happening? It's <laughs> awesome! And for that to happen, flash forward several years later, several decades later,
7: awesome. Yeah. Thank you for it.
6: Tyler Waldman, right there, what's up?
2: So,
3: when we hand from Scadding Hill, that they've been on how did that get instigated and was there any kind of a or for you guys kind of to an episode and don't <laughs> 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 You thought
2: he was starting to ask a different question. <laughs> yeah, how did that, how that come up? Scott Page, as he did it all, it wasn't us. It was Scott Page. Yeah, yeah he had pictures of
1: yeah, he chose, a, he chose an episode and we pretty much all came in and overdone some really stupid shit over her. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's very funny to hear it. There may it or may not have been on the involved. I didn't know. And I want to know that I did not do the voice of Richard Rabako in that. I was not telling <laughs> someone else. <laughs>
6: Hey, all right, who's next? Yes, lady person.
10: <laughs> I'm
1: gonna tell you something right now. I'm hanging out with uh, with Paulie Shrier and, and Jason Narvey, and I even talked to him like so. Uh, Footage, you know, Power Rangers footage and Air footage could not cross over. But well, but the, tr-
7: <laughs> the truth was the Power Rangers were afraid
10: of us. <laughs>
6: <laughs> they said no. All right, green shirt, right there. Hi,
1: uh, so it's pretty disappointing that there was never a, a conclusion to the story at all. Uh, was there ever?
4: It well in the or uh, more? Um, I'm actually not aware of what the ending would have been at uh, that point in the second season because by the, the last few episodes,
6: I have I have a I have a question that of course needs to be asked and I only ask because I'm also wearing one. What's up with the vest, dude? Yeah. What's with the yeah. what's with the brigade of vests on VR
5: troopers? Yeah, the vest. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been known to do things and then I get stuck with them and not not knowing that I brought that upon myself. But our very first day on set, I mean very first day as an as an actor on a real set, first time I ever met Michael and Sarah and uh, and they're like, hey, just come to set, we're gonna introduce you to the rest of the crew and you know, kinda of check out all the sets and stuff. So I'm there, eyes wide open, and I don't even know why. I, I don't I didn't even think I owned a vest. I really didn't. And somehow that day I wore just a white, you know, white t shirt and I had this really cool vest. And I was like, oh, I just threw that on, I had my cowboy boots because I was from Texas and you know, and, and I just went down to set. And I remember I still have that picture of me. It was like the first picture they took, me, go, just stand there. And I'm like, click. And then Mimi, um, this the, the costume designer comes running out. She's oh, like, oh, I, like I, like I like that. I like that. I like the way it works. And I was just like, okay, cool. And uh, next thing you know, every single episode Every, vest, every color, every kind of vest you could possibly imagine, every season, everything. It was, I was like, Sometimes they just wear a vest and no shirt. You know, it was just a vest, like, like a, ch- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a chimp I was
6: Like, at get your numbers. You know, I'm I, 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 every episode like Hansel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still hot right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I got stuck. Yeah, brother, right there. Hey, yeah. So as I've told to of you before. Um, when I first came to America as a toddler, I always watched VR Troopers instead of Power Rangers. And <laughs> frankly, back then, VR Troopers actually looked way cooler than Power Rangers because of all the armor instead yeah. of. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your question, buddy? Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, like you know, like I was upset that the show got canceled, and you know, that's why I started watching Power Rangers actually. So I was wondering.
8: If you guys did a third season, uh, what what would you guys would uh, make the overall plot of the third season, and and also given the nature of the
6: uh, source material? Would you guys also do uh, Beetleborgs crossover?
10: Yeah. So
6: I guess so. I guess the real thing is, what would you guys have liked to have seen in a third season? Yeah.
1: Like just just that Percy's <laughs> redemption. <laughs> oh, well, well, expand on that. Like what do you mean? By- <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean, think you want me to expand on that. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, you're calling it back. Um, when when my character first started, like I said earlier, I was just a, a comedy relief. You know, I was in first three minutes of an episode. I came in, and fell down, I sneezed at the dog, I got attacked by a Xerox machine, I fell face first down flight of stairs, I ran down the street in my underwear, I got waterboarded, um, and um, it got—there was a four-part mini-series where I got stuck in Grimlord's prison with, with JD and Caitlin. That was the kiss I referenced earlier. Um, and that was the first time my character actually had a story arc. Um, so I feel like uh, season three would have gotten to a point where maybe Percy got some confidence, and was it just trying to find that instant fame and instant recognition and just, thank you for laughing uh, And instant uh, friendship. And maybe, maybe him and the dog would have teamed up. Hey! Instead of having constant uh, rivalry. I mean, Jeff did break me out of prison. I don't know if y'all remember that. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was this whole thing on set where like around that time nerds were not cool on TV. And they were trying to find that tone. Of how do we make this guy funny without us laughing at this nerd because we got notes back that it was given the message that it was okay to bully kids, that it was okay to bully nerds in real life That that was the message we were given so um, that shift in the character was to try to portray that yeah this guy is kind of an idiot but he really just wants to be accepted and there are people out there like this so I was just, if there was a third season I would like to still see that. Uh, journey, you know, where he can actually find the confidence and and live a happy life, and not constantly be looking. Yeah. All right. All right. All right.
6: Anybody else? Thank
3: you, yeah. <laughs> Doom Master, this is hot tub. <laughs>
5: season three i don't know i don't know we were i think we were all too close at that point i think we we're all too close as friends you yeah. know and, uh, and uh, yeah i think it would have it it gone the right direction i think the whole thing was me finding my dad i mean yeah. that was the overline, you know um, um voyage for my character and i think that uh, that would have been nice closure we had a little glimpse there in the dark art series and uh, i think to have that closure at the end of the third season that would have been a completion of my character so
6: the final, the final question, because I know we've got to wrap up, is how do you feel now that 20 years later and now Power Rangers is doing a plot where there's the leader and he's standing
3: there and he's like, where are you, Dad?
6: Yeah. I miss you so much. The
10: original. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank you very much.
3: We on super. In a world where podcasts are here one day and gone the next, The people call on one man to bring them a show that would save the planet as we know it. This is not that guy. From Podcast Detroit and the Points of Interest Podcast Network comes a show that talks about Power Rangers, the macho man Randy Savage, movies and TV shows, comic books and more. Brought to you by the host with the most, Jimmy McKnight. The Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight is live 5 o'clock on Sundays on Podcast Detroit. Email the show, starpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah.